After suffering a series of disastrous defeats at the hands of General Grievous, the Republic's foothold in the Outer Rim is in jeopardy. Commissioned to protect the strategic world of Bothawai, Anakin Skywalker and his weary battle group are all that stands between the system and domination by the droid army. Buckethead's Mavar Tigar. Question mark? <laughs> Welcome to the 31st Droid Defiant episode of Mando Vision. Nargai Tom, thank you so thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. We are off to a really smooth start so far. Uh, remember the, the best way to reach out to this podcast is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your coverts. You know, IG units, Trendoshans, Wookiees, share with everybody. If you're possible, if possible or so inclined, uh, you know what? We need those, white, those sweet five-star reviews. They make the show go around and put a smile on my face every time I find one. Uh, they also help small independent podcasts like us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. So please head over to our parent website. Excuse me. You can also head over to our parent website, 3 and check out the other shows of the 3 Network, like Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast Popcast, a pop culture podcast, and this Star Wars show, MandoVision. We also have a story page with sweet merch from all three shows. Be sure to check those out. Alright, let's kinda get get let's kinda get it started, alright? We're diving back into our Clone Wars uh, episode. Uh, you know, but before we do that, I wanted to to uh, mention something real quick. Now this is the first episode that we are recording after the the uh, termination of firing, whatever you want to call it, of, of Gina Carano as Cara Dune. Um, and, and as of this recording, well, like I said, it, it just happened, but you're going to hear the shows a little bit out of order. So you, you know, the previous episode, I didn't mention any of this. That's just because it was ready ahead of time. <laughs> so you'll listen to Bantha Tracks, then episode 30, then 31. And that's where we are now. And, and Gina Carano has been fired. And, uh, one of the things I didn't mention in the Bantha Tracks episode that I kind of wanted to, uh, uh, un- underline here a little bit is... Uh, here at Mandovision, uh, myself in particular, being the being the main person involved on this podcast, uh, I I I appreciate and I welcome uh, all sorts of diverse opinions and, and trains of thought. And I think Star Wars is a fun place to have fun conversations with people who don't necessarily see Star Wars the way that you do. It leads to all kinds of fun uh, conversations and discussions and 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 and. Uh, you understand a person's fandom, and you also understand a little bit better your own fandom for Star Wars. Uh, that being said, uh, if I ever were, were in a discussion with a person, uh, and I didn't agree with their opinion on Star Wars, that's fine. And they don't have to agree with my opinion on Star Wars. These are okay things. Uh, but where you have to pause and reconsider is, if I were to say something to someone, and my opinion, and my beliefs of that opinion were then hurtful to that person, that is when you must pause and reevaluate what you are saying and what you are doing and what you are thinking. Um, because I think anytime that you are, whether intentional or not, if you're hurting other people, you need to pause and reevaluate yourself 
and look at why that's happening and not just say that person's overly sensitive. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And and that's kind of where I want to want to be. It's okay to be different, to have different ideas and different opinions. And, you know, we don't have to live in this homogenized society where everyone thinks the same thing. That's, you know, it's okay to, to, to think some different things as long as they're not crazy and hateful and hurtful. I guess that's what I'm getting at. If, if you're hurting people with, with some of your uh, thoughts and beliefs, that's when it must you must pause and look inward and, and think, why are the words that I'm saying hurtful? And try to understand and grow and evolve and, and change and understand and sympathize and empathize with that person who's word, who has been affected by the words you said. Um, I, as a, and I say that as a person who has uh, put his foot in his mouth more than once on more than one occasion. <laughs> and I'd like to think that I've grown to be a better person uh, because of it. But what, what do I know about that? So that's all I'm going to say about that. So so let's get into the, into the episode proper. We're here to discuss Season 1, Episode 6 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, this is Downfall of a Droid, directed by Rob Coleman, written by uh, uh, George Christick. It originally aired September 7th, 2008. 2008, excuse me. And you know what? Before we dive into the episode, we have to do something really important first. I think you all know what it is by now. It's time to strap on your buckets. Let's go. Congratulations, Anakin. Your resourcefulness always amazes me. Thank you, Master. You look troubled. I lost R2 in the field. Well, R2 units are a dime a dozen. I'm sure you'll find a suitable replacement. I could take a squad out there, track him down. Anakin, it's only a droid. You know attachment is not acceptable for a Jedi. It's not just that, Master. Uh, how do I put this? I didn't wipe R2's memory. What? He's still programmed with our tactics in base locations? If the Separatists get a hold of him, what possessed you not to erase that droid's memory? Master Obi-Wan, sometimes R2 having that extra information has come in handy. Well, then find that droid, Anakin. Our necks might very well depend on it. Right away, Master. All right, here we go. As I said before, Season 1, Episode 6, Downfall of a Droid. Uh, once again, written by uh, George Christick and directed by Rob Coleman. Original air date, November 7th, 2008. Let's talk about this episode's main voice cast. Uh, once again, featured prominently Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Matthew Wood as General Grievous in the Battle Droids. We get Ron Perlman as Ga Necht, the Trendoshin Salvager. We get James Ron Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Dee Bradley Baker as the Clone Troopers and Captain Rex, and of course Tom Kane as our narrator. So this is, um, let, let's go ahead and just read the episode description. I think you got a pretty good idea of what we're talking about from that clip we used to open the segment. Anakin must find the missing R2-D2 before the Separatists discover the Jedi military secrets locked in his memory banks. Uh, so a pretty straightforward episode, and this is uh, part one of a two-part droid-centric episode. And if I remember correctly, I liked the second part more, but we'll get to that later. And and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a solid enough episode, don't get me wrong. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode is trust in your friends and they'll have reason to trust you. Pretty straightforward, I think, as well. So, so Anakin, uh, despite a suggestion from Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka uh, to fall back, has actually laid a trap for, for, for uh, General Grievous. And uh, as the Separatist battlecruisers, um, you know, they work their way past this, uh, the, past this my, um, um, master, mine, what am I trying to say? Asteroid field. 
they fall into the trap because Anakin has planted uh, tanks on the far side of these of these asteroids, so they, they will be able to flank the Separatist cruisers. And I, I thought it was a pretty sweet plan. Um, Anakin, not much of a sharer, apparently, with, with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka, as uh, he just allows them all to believe that the, that falling back is the best idea. But uh, uh, Rex in the 501st, obviously very dialed in to General Skywalker and what he wants. And uh, they're able to lay waste to the Separatist forces that have come to eliminate them. But not before not before Anakin has one of his own uh, battlecruisers destroyed and and uh, more egregious loss of, of clone life in the Clone Wars. It's a sad day for a clones in, in this episode. As many, 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 many of them get shot down uh, in, the, in the process before Anakin's plan comes to fruition. And I think that probably is my only criticism in this episode is that uh, Anakin is a bit... Um, not wasteful necessarily, but a lot of clones seem to die unnecessarily in the lead up to to this this battle plan of of Anakin's, and he doesn't seem all that phased by it necessarily because he knows his he believes in his plan. You know, there's there's that little bit of of Anakin's uh, 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 overconfidence, a little bit of hubris on his part. He knows the plan will work, and he's he, but maybe he could have done it without getting so many clones killed. It'd be my thought, but. I guess uh, Anakin is much more into the result at this point. Uh, it's interesting to note in this episode that uh, apparently uh, this episode was designed to air earlier in the run. Like this would, I think this was originally supposed to be like episode two of the series and, and take place before the Malevolence trilogy happened. Uh, so I, I think that may account for some of the uh, differences in in uh, uh, Anakin's approach to to battlefield tactics and things like that. Because obviously, uh, we just saw him be more adapting of, of and, and, and regretful of losing life uh, in in that malevolence trilogy. So I, I think we kind of there's a little bit of a, a discrepancy there when you when you when you view these episodes in order, and, and I think that becomes apparent. And you see a little bit of that with Ahsoka too. Um, I don't think to the same extent as you do with Anakin, but uh, but there is a difference here. So as the Separatist battlecruisers are being destroyed, uh, Anakin pursues a, gr- a f- fleeing General Grievous, and, uh, but, you know, Grievous is the master of escaping in, in, in the Star Wars universe, and we'll get a lot of General Grievous uh, narrowly escaping uh, the Jedi over the course of this series, but in the process, uh, he badly damages an Anakin starship, and, um, well, when Anakin awakens after being rendered unconscious from his ship, uh, spiraling out of control towards the meteor field, um, we find out that R2-D2 is gone and he could not be recovered. And that's when we get the scene that we just played here, uh, where, where Anakin has to admit to Obi-Wan that R2-D2, he doesn't, he doesn't wipe his memories. So a lot of really important, a lot of vital uh, Republic military data is in R2's head. And uh, maybe getting him back is a good idea after all. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I generally like. Uh, uh, I, I am a big Obi Wan Kenobi fan. I did not care for Obi Wan's tone in that conversation about how astromechs are are a dime a dozen, and you know, uh, attachment is forbidden. I get the attachment is forbidden part. That's obviously that's very Jedi lore-ish. But I mean, at this point, shouldn't Obi Wan have some sort of relationship with R two D two as well? And again, I understand attachment is forbidden, but that little droid has been pretty damn helpful to you too, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So maybe, you know, show a little bit more uh, 
understanding when it comes to your former Padawan's uh, feelings towards the droid. But again, that's that's uh, I guess that's also part of the contrast between Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi. So Anakin gets permission to mount a rescue mission, try to recover R two D two, obviously for the military secrets, but also because let's be honest, he's Anakin's friend. Well, let's we shouldn't say R two D two is has a male connotation to it. Let's just say R two D two is Anakin's friend, and he wants to recover his friend because hey, they have a great relationship. Let's be perfectly honest. But in the process of this, as, as Anakin prepares to mount his rescue attempt with Ahsoka Tano, uh, he's also assigned a new droid to help pilot his ship, uh, R-3-S-6. Short, uh, named, nicknamed Goldie by Ahsoka, and then later named, uh, nicknamed a Stubby by Anakin. If you don't feel that something's fishy with this droid, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It you know maybe the, you find out he's a bit of a, a bit of a goof the first time around, but later by this episode, if you don't know what's going on, you are um, not paying much attention to to how this show's working so far. Uh, which which actually brings up a, a fairly interesting question. Um, it would seem to me that if the separatists, the the vast majority of their army is a droid army, which means they're controlling huge amounts of, of, of droid making facilities and, and and you know factories of all sorts and and because because they have droids of all 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 manners all designs now obviously we haven't seen that many astromechs in in the in the sway of the uh, separatist army but wouldn't you imagine that it wouldn't be that far out of reach that that complicated of a plot for the droid army to somehow infiltrate infiltrate these other droid-making factories that are making R2 units and astromechs and, and the, the droids that are used by the Republic and, you know, subvert their programming or install, you know, subroutines and, and complicated things to help achieve their goals. And now we'll get a little bit more of that sort of stuff um, later on in the show. And again, I think this was supposed to be the, the you know, second episode of the series, basically. So this was something they weren't diving into yet. This was supposed to be like our first introduction into some of the treachery of the Separatist Army, of the Droid Army, of General Grievous. Um, but it's just one of those things, especially after I've watched it. Oops, sorry, that was my door creaking there. Uh, after watching this episode a couple different times, I'm just it's just one of those things. Like Sometimes the Jedi are just blissfully unaware of how easy it is to, to infiltrate and, and to, you know, droids don't lie necessarily, but their programming allows them to, you know, to fulfill their mission parameters using deception, if necessary. We, we saw it in the movie, we, you know? So it's just one of those things. The Jedi don't seem to think sometimes, and, and we will definitely talk about that later on as the show progresses. So we have R3. Uh, he's painted gold and black, which are colors I don't care for. And if anyone knows me in real life, you probably know why. So we won't talk about that too much. But we'll move on. So eventually they get out to the field. Anakin finds his ship. R2 is missing. They continue to search the the asteroid field. And they find a, a ship uh, salvaging the, the battle wreckage. And they just say that, you know, Anakin and Ahsoka pose as buyers of an R2 unit. So they go to the salvager looking for their R2 unit. They, we, this is where we meet our, our transition character, Voiced by Ron Perlman. Uh, this is a transition very different than transitions we've met in the past. Mostly at this point, we're familiar with Bosk and the more bounty hunter 
uh, athletic type of Trendershens. And uh, this one, kind of the opposite of that. A little bit of a schlubby guy. Uh, you know, you know, maybe makes poor di dietary choices. But, you know, salvaging probably doesn't lead to a lot of, uh, of opportunities to get to the gym and, and get real ripped up like Bosk is. But, you know, what are you going to do? So he's interested, this, this Trendershen dealer is, is interested in acquiring money from these, these uh, buyers. And obviously, obviously, he's going to try and kill them and take their money and, and dump their buys into space. I think Anakin is aware of this, but he also wants to make sure that R2 is not on board the ship. Uh, we also, so this is where we, we come across this salvager. He's got himself a couple of IG units, a couple of assassin droids in, in this guy's possession. And, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty neat to watch the, the combat scene that breaks out when, when, uh, R3, uh, quote unquote, accidentally activates the assassin droids. And then they come after Ahsoka and Anakin. Uh, again, I liked the scene. I thought it was a fun action scene. Uh, and you, this was, I think this was one of the first times we got to see, uh, the possibility of the IG units and, and their versatility and their agility, their surprising agility, um, in, in this animated form. Uh, I don't think, well, let me put it this way. I, I, it, it doesn't live up to what we saw with IG 11 in, in season one of the Mandalorian, but I think this was probably like the first step in, in realizing the, the sort of, um, wild murderous potential of the IG assassin droids. Uh, and, and, and so, so pay attention to some of the movements because we see some of the stuff come around that we see IG 11 do in season one of Mando. Um, but not quite to the extent and not with the speed with, with, with which IG-11 operated in The Mandalorian, which I thought was the key to why IG-11's uh, combat was much more impressive, the speed with which he did these moves, the, rapi the rapidity of, 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 of the actions. So good. I, I get, I'm getting chills just thinking about IG-11 and, and the way he kicked all the booty. All the booty. But... It's Anakin and Ahsoka. They're able to dispatch these droids pretty quickly with their lightsabers. Uh, and then the Trendoshan, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> he, we find out, surprise, surprise, that uh, there's more going on here than, than we uh, expected. So let's go ahead and listen to that scene right now, okay? You'll be sorry you ever came aboard my ship, Jedi. I'm about to make your life miserable. What is it? I am en route to the rendezvous point, General. I've got the merchandise you're looking for. Which is R2-D2. It must be valuable. A Jedi came looking for it. Maybe it is worth more than we negotiated. Don't push me, Slime. You bring that R2 unit to me as fast as you can get here, or else. Ah, yes. Of course, General. Just kidding. Oh, sad R2. Sad, sad, sad R2-D2. So yeah, of course, the Trendichen, uh was lying the entire time. He had a deal worked out with Grievous ahead of time. So so even Anakin's deception was was never going to work because he was apparently he was promised big mucho dinero from General Grievous, who I, I think we've established by this point that General Grievous is not trustworthy at all. So I, I'm not sure why his reputation hasn't... hasn't uh, preceded him more around um so what happens next well uh they again this anakin has to accept that r2 is gone and it, it's time to move forward with the war effort 
uh, he's stuck with R3. He, Anakin's very angry about what happened, uh, the triggering of the assassin droids. But for some reason, Ahsoka is able to talk him into giving the droid another chance. Uh, and listen, let's be honest, it, it, it doesn't go well. And if at this point, uh, Anakin can only assume that, that R3 is grossly incompetent, um, which should have been enough of a warning. Uh, because what happens next is uh, after a hyper jump, a hyperspace jump, uh, R three or I'm sorry, yeah, R three triggers a, a, a homing beacon, a, a Jedi tracker, and that alerts General Grievous to Anakin's position, which puts Anakin in an ambush, and well, that's how it works. <laughs> now I should mention right before this scene, uh, we did see R two be very R two D two. Uh, he knocks the restraining bolt off, and he attempts to escape and save himself uh, before... before, And uh, actually, he disposes of an IG unit himself pretty cleverly, uh, which I thought was a, lot, a pretty fun scene, before before our transition salvager catches him and and uh, puts an end to that. And then we get to the scene with, with, with Anakin and R3. And again, by this point, if you haven't figured out that R3 is, is you know in league with the separatists you're not you're not paying much attention to, to, to the details of this show <laughs> especially some of the actions like you know the way r3 blows up the hyperdrive ring and and all this stuff and the way he's instantly triggered that 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 homing device um or that jedi tracker i forget exactly the terminology they, they used on that uh but luckily uh, ahsoka and rex come to the rescue they're able to get anakin and r3 out of there and uh, Again, at least at this point, and I don't, I don't remember the exact details for the follow-up episode, but if Anakin's not at least suspicious by now of R3, then uh, he is uh, not as sharp as uh, his lightsaber blade made let him believe he is. Um, and then we kind of get to the the end of the episode, and and again, it's it's a mm, it's a good moment of the show, I think, as as Anakin is. Oh, bound and determined, I guess is the best way to put it. And I think I'll go ahead and, and, and play that for y'all right now. Great! Now you hurt his feelings. His feelings? What about R2? He's still out there. I know it! And there we get our Jedi fortune Trust in your friends. And there you go. I'm gonna play it before the music blasts us out into oblivion. But yeah, that is that is part one of our, our, our two-part R2-D2 adventure episode. And like, like I said, I remember really liking part two quite a bit more, but uh, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't rewatched it yet, so we'll we'll see if that holds up. But I I'm a big fan of R2D2, so I tend to think I will like it just fine. Uh, this episode I gave it a I wanted to give it a six, but I bumped it up to six and a half because it is R2D2 based, and I just I just love that little droid. So that's where we're at with this one. Again, this was uh, Season 1, Episode 6, Downfall of Droid, and we're going to do Part 2 uh, in fairly quick order. So you'll be able to listen to these in, in, in fairly quick succession as we wrap up this little mini two-part episode of Season 1 of The Clone Wars. And uh, that's it. How are you guys enjoying this so far? Is there anything you want me to cover the shows differently? You want me to uh, get into more depth with things? There's not much depth to get into just yet at this point in the, in the series. But we, I promise we will get there. But if there's a different way you want me to explore stuff, I'm willing to listen. So here, I'll, uh, you know how to get a hold of me. It's Mando underscore Vision on Twitter, on Instagram. And, and 
yeah, that's that's the main thing here. You know, again, if you can, share the show with all the friends, all the family, all the enemies. Share with General Grievous and the other battle droids. Uh, that's that's fine by me, too. And if you have the time, the sweet five-star reviews help shows like us stand out and get noticed in, in, in the, the crowded podcast universe. And uh, also remember, too, that uh, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many, many more. We are also part of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. Head over to 3BZ.com, check out the other shows, Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast Podcast, a pop culture podcast, and MandoVision. So, yeah, that's the episode. This is We're wrapping it up. I did want to give you one more little bit of, of a tease for something upcoming on the show. But I think we will do a little bit of some 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 book review episodes here coming up in the near future because I am reading the um, what are they calling it the High Republic series and I've almost finished that first book and uh, I will definitely uh, chime in with with my opinion on things and, and maybe why or why not you'll enjoy it and and uh, I mean I'll tease you there so far so far I'm enjoying it so we'll talk about more though those will be special Bantha Tracks episodes they won't they won't derail. Uh, our Star Wars The Clone War review episodes. And yeah, that's going to wrap it up for t- for today. Uh, the next episode is going to be out real, real quick for part two of this droid mini epic with our favorite droid, our favorite astromech, R2-D2. So thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to me that you take the time to download the show and listen to it. And and I, I can't appreciate, I can't thank you enough and, and, and show you the appreciation I have for all of you. So thank you again. Remember, there's only one way to close out the show. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.